cancer diagnosis at the age of 32, my mom and I talked a lot about the shock of that diagnosis. Given several doctors told us you're too young to have endometrial cancer. After much discussion, we began to feel driven to inform and help educate other young women about what symptoms they should be concerned. Having both been teachers, it seemed natural for us to look for a way to share Alex's cancer journey in order to help other young women avoid such a shocking diagnosis or possibly navigate a similar path. A podcast seemed the best way to get the word out, and that's how Down There Aware was born. Four years later, our mother-daughter duo has gone from educating and informing to advocacy and action with a fresh and sometimes very interesting and somewhat humorous multi-generational perspective. We look forward to sharing with you season four as we advocate, take action, and make it a priority to always be Down There Aware. Welcome back to another episode of Down There Aware. We're happy you're here. And I just want to say thanks for everybody who voted for me. I didn't win. I didn't move on. But you know what? I placed fifth. And um, we didn't, what did I say, hawk for votes? We didn't. No. And plus, the word got out about the nonprofit, which really is the whole point of you even entering the contest. Exactly. And, you know, we um, were really excited about the spotlight that's been shown on the nonprofit and the podcast. And, um, so we're very, very excited, um, about that. And, uh, there was an article published that was pretty cool. I didn't expect it to be so big Yeah, in the paper. Um, we'll have that on our website so you can read it. Um, but it was a really, really nice pod- er, podcast. <laughs> this is the podcast. It was a really nice article about just what we're doing and where we're going. And, um, you know, the impact we want to make in our community. Yeah. And you've been contacted by a local program to um, be on TV to talk about the nonprofit. And, you know, the more we can get the word out about Down There Where, the nonprofit, the more help we can give to people who need it. So Right. That, you know, is the most important thing. So very excited, a little overwhelmed, but very excited about all of the attention this has been getting and uh, happy to to move forward and see how things grow and, and change. I was kind of um, surprised that, uh, and you know, I think it's like a social media algorithm thing, but we've been doing this podcast for three years now, um, four seasons, and um, actually this is our fourth year. I was going to say, I thought it was four, but it's our fourth year. Um, and... I still had people after they saw the article comment and say, I didn't know anything about your podcast. (laughs) I didn't know anything about your nonprofit. I didn't know. And so that was pretty cool that it was reaching new people. So, well, and that really is something we talk about a lot. Um, How to get the word out. Uh, It's, it's difficult to, if you're not in that field, um, even though, Whoa, even though uh, <laughs> getting wild with the mics over here, <laughs> you know, a lot about marketing and all from, you know, your grad work. It, it's just hard to know what the best way is. And it's very specific to what the nonprofit is. So we're um, we just keep 
persevering, putting one foot in front of the other. Yeah, that's all you can really do. And, um, you know, we are trying to fight the algorithm every day and just try to figure out how we can best get the word out. And it is a very specific topic. Yeah. Um, and so it's not one that people readily think about or are interacting with other things that might lead them to us. So, um, but word of mouth we have found is really important. We found that with people voting and, um, now with the nonprofit, it's just this person telling this person, them telling five more people and yep. And just getting the word yeah. out. So that's very, very exciting. And today we want to kind of expand on why we landed on specifically our first project with the nonprofit is our ready, set, go boxes. And we've talked about those, what they are, but where did we get that idea from? How did we land on that? And just to talk about that a little bit more. Yeah, I think I think it the very beginning was when we interviewed Kelly and Ellie, mm-hmm. mother daughter. Um, Ellie had started her period and we thought it would be good for young girls to hear from a peer about how she prepared um and then how she responded once she started. And then Kelly, as the mom, how she prepared Ellie. So anyway, that um, that episode is on the website. And it's a really, really good one. I think it's a great one for moms and daughters to sit down with before the daughter starts her period mm-hmm. to um, just talk about ways to prepare. And I think that's kind of what put the notion in our head that that was a great idea. But then we found out about period poverty. Yeah. And, you know, period poverty essentially is that um, girls and women miss school, work, their life, because they can't afford period products to get through their day. Um, and they're rationing period products. They're using products that are not um, sanitary. sanitary, not made for that. They're reusing sanitary products that are not made to be reused. They're disposable. Um, and this happens with a significant portion of um, women who still have their periods and young girls who still have their periods. And it um, it just struck us as ridiculous that you know a human function um that 50 percent of the world has uh you can't it it affects your life so greatly well and we're fortunate in the united states we don't have a lot of the stigma and the cultural issues that other uh, people in other parts of the world have so um ours really is a financial poverty um the the young women who just don't have the money yeah they can't afford to you know go buy tampons or pads or panty liners or whatever um and i do see that there is a benefit now that there are more reusable products out there um so that over time you save money but those tend to be more expensive up front. Right. And so, um, and you know, there's all kinds of, you have to clean them properly and they, um, have a little bit more, um, care involved than something that you're just throwing away. Um, so there are some alternatives, but again, they cost a lot up front. And so, um, a lot of folks are trying to combat period poverty with 
having products donated from companies or from local community members. Um, and then locally, there is a, a girl a few years ago who a high school student who noticed that some of her peers were missing school because they didn't have their, or they had their periods and they didn't have the products they needed. And so she made it her mission that all schools, middle and high school would have at least one dispenser for products so that girls would have, have that at school available to them. Um, so I think that's pretty great. I do too. And, and I think, um, just as important as the products themselves, um, and this may be because we're both teachers and we realize the importance of this. Um, but we want to include educational material, Mm -hmm. um, specific to menstruation. We're not going to get into, um, pregnancy or sex or we're not going anywhere. Sexuality. We're not crossing any of those lines in education, strictly talking about, the scientific fact yeah. that this is what your body goes through when you hit puberty and this is what happens and this is how you take care of it. Um, and it's a very small piece of that uh, health, sexual health uh, education. Um, but I think sometimes it's lacking. And, you know, I recall from, we it was in the fifth grade. Now this was in the 90s, but... Um, we were separated. The boys went in one room and the yep. girls went in another room. I don't know what the boys talked about because I wasn't in there. And the girls talked about getting their periods. And while I think developmentally and at that age, separating can cause less embarrassment. You can ask questions that you maybe wouldn't ask in front of your male peers. But at the same time, those boys need to learn about periods. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's why in our Ready, Set, Go boxes, um, the, we want to have a bag, um, like kind of like a makeup bag that has some things in it that a girl who is at the age where she's going to start pretty soon, the parents have this discussion with her and she can carry that bag in her backpack. So when it happens, if it happens at school, she's prepared as far as the products go. And sorry to interrupt, but also as prepared in knowing what it is right and knowing how to respond not being embarrassed or afraid right i think you know some some children who are never taught about what that is you all of a sudden start bleeding that's scary because blood blood is is bad blood is scary you know you're hurt when you're bleeding um and so just putting some context around that and then like mom said having these girls be prepared where mom and dad can have this conversation ahead of time they can carry this cute discreet bag in their Mm -hmm. backpack or their lunchbox or purse or whatever and then if it happens while they're away from home they can pop in and they know what to do and they're prepared yeah so it'll have um, pads and, uh, Panty liners and uh, tissues. If you get emotional hand and, sanitizer and some disinfectant wipes mm-hmm. and, um, just things that you will need yeah. if that happens at school. But part of the box as well, we want to have educational material. That's not a bunch of stuff to read, but kind of some bullet points to help parents, um, with having that discussion, if they're struggling a little bit with mm-hmm. how to say it, what to say. Um, and that includes dads and brothers. We want to have a section about what a 
a boy or a man's responsibility is. Um, so there's not period shaming going on because t- statistically I've read that that happens to, I think it was 60% of women have admitted to having been period shamed yeah. by men. Um, and then have something for the girls mm-hmm. as well. Uh, just be sure that we've got the educational part covered. Yeah. Well, and also, you know, it, I think it's important to educate men and not just gear it toward women completely because how many young girls are being raised by uncles or grandparents yeah. or friends or you know, net, I don't know, all kinds of family situations. Um, and so just being open and being prepared for this is the educational material from an adult perspective and how to speak to the child. And then this is the educational material that you can hand to your child and they can read on their own. You can read it with them. You can answer questions. You can give them some time to look over it and then ask questions later. Um, but more on that level, that reading level and developmental, uh, developmentally appropriate level. Right. So we're excited that um, the contest and the article has Mm -hmm. generated a little bit of donation that can kind of get us going. We're very grateful for that. And um, we need to work toward making it happen. And that just is logistically. Yep. Yeah. And we, you know, I think at first we set kind of a lofty goal. Yeah. Um, and we still have that lofty goal. Um, and I'm just going to speak it into existence. <laughs> I want to prepare, c- assemble and distribute 500 ready to go boxes in the greater big bend area by Christmas. Okay. I think we can do it. I think we can do it. Speak it into existence. Yeah, it's August something, 8th. It's August 8th. Happy birthday, Nathan. Um, he, he's not listening to this. but <laughs> happy And happy birthday, J.C. Chasse. In sync, anyone? <laughs> okay. Sorry. Old childhood reminiscence. <laughs> anyway, so um, yeah, we. I think that is a good goal for us. But we are going to take our first donations, which we're so grateful for, and put together a few so that we can um, show them to people who we're talking to about donating and helping to put together the boxes. Um, and we're going to start with public and private schools. Yep. And, and have, you know, something tangible and we don't worry, we're going to do our research. We are former public school teachers. We know plenty of people who work at uh, FDOE, the department of education. We're going to cross all our T's, talk to the right people. Um, we're not just going to be the craziest ladies <laughs> waving pads at the, the, um, the fence at the, you know, schoolyard, like come get a free pad. <laughs> We'll be carted away in handcuffs, but um, we won't do that. So, um, but yes, focusing on those schools um, and community centers, our women's shelters, um, foster care networks. You know, I really think that um, it's, it's an important thing to get, especially to those underserved populations and those who need it most. So that's the plan. And that's why we wanted to talk a little bit about period poverty and the ready, set, go boxes. And, um, We called it Ready, Set, Go because we want the young girls to get ready by Mm -hmm. becoming prepared, talking with their parents and guardians, Um, set where we have everything, you know, at their fingertips and go because it's going to happen. Yep. You might as well deal with it. Yeah, it's going to happen. So, um, well, and also um, something that I think is important 
the bags, we are hoping to be kind of nondescript. They're going to be cute, colorful patterns. It's not going to say ready, set, go. It's not going to say down there where it's not going to have a vagina on it. Right. Like it's (laughs) a good choice or a uterus or whatever. (laughs) Right. Um, But it's going to be discreet so that it looks just like a pencil case or a makeup bag or something that they would already have. And it wouldn't draw unnecessary or unwanted attention um, so that they can be confident in um, what's happening in their bodies and not feel embarrassed or shameful about it. Yeah. So Alex is going to tell you how to donate if you want to be a part of this effort. All you have to do is go to our website, www.downthereaware.com. There's a donate button right on the top of the page. It takes you right to the bottom of the page where the (laughs) donate form is. Um, It's very simple. um, And you have the opportunity to select your own amount. There's no amount too small. um, And we are, we're just so, so grateful for that. um, For, you know, people being willing to make donations um, and that really is, it's a, a good way for us to get started. We have a budget set. We have items that we're looking to buy, items we're looking to get donated. Um, we're in the works right now with a company to have those donated, um, specifically the, the period products, the feminine products that go in the uh, bag. So we're, we're hitting the ground running and hopefully we'll have uh, an assembly party and Yay. distribution party and we'll be able to get, get everything out. But yeah, I think by Christmas, I think we can do it. Okay. That's our goal. It is. So thanks for listening to this episode. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Down There Aware. Be sure to like and subscribe on our new YouTube channel, as well as on your favorite podcast platform. You can find us at Down There Aware on all social media sites, Twitter, Pinterest, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. If you have it, we're there at Down There Aware. You can learn more on our website, www.downthereaware.com and always get in touch with us, downthereaware at gmail.com. See you next week.